Welcome back to another episode of the Surpassing Worth podcast. It's Scott here again today, and uh, luckily Jordan is hopefully coming back at the end of this month, the end of July. So, Lord willing, we will be back together uh, shortly. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure you all are looking forward to not just hearing my voice and uh, having Jordan along as well. So you can be praying for us as we consider the path ahead for the two of us. Uh, We have found that it was slightly awkward to, uh, to, to have two of us on the, on the set at the same time. Um, so especially with the, with the material that we were doing. So you can, uh, be praying for us as we consider how God might have us move forward in, uh, in the future and, uh, what, what, uh, topics might lend itself to two of us being on the set for, and if, uh, if we don't have, you know, those topics, maybe, maybe a, uh, blog type setting where we write and then read our blog posts might be, uh, the way, uh, to go, uh, but we'll see. Uh, so you can continue to, to pray for us and you can even give us, uh, advice if you so choose. So, Today, I don't have something extremely long, but it's, um, it's just something that I have been thinking about after I um, listened to an Alistair Begg sermon, and he was going through Psalm 139 and um, got to the 13th verse that says this, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. And so that those verses caught my attention, and the fact that the psalmist here in Psalm 139 is praising God for um, what he did in, uh, forming David, uh, in his mother's womb and the praise and the glory that, that David, that David is, uh, giving to God, um, as he thinks about this, as he considers this, uh, this piece of information, uh, is, is, is great, um, it's it's big it's big praise you might say um and i i wondered to myself like what what is it about the praise that david is giving here to god as a result of knowing how god formed him and and that god formed him in his mother's womb where where is the disconnect between this psalm that David wrote and my life and my worship or our lives and our worship. Because if we're honest, I don't think we see uh, praise being given to God 
um, in the same way as David is here. We don't see that abundant in the culture today. And I think I think a large part of that has to do with the the isolation of scientific um, the scientific discoveries or just science in general, the isolation of that and God and who he is, or I should say maybe the separation between those those two things. Um, and you had, you know, back in the enlightenment period, you had this, the scientific revolution where people were, um, discovering new things and discovering things about the world and how it functioned, uh, which is great there, you know, we wouldn't have, uh, the advances in our world today without those discoveries, um, we can now predict, you know, the way that things work, the laws of logic, uh, the way that the world functions. But I think you see whenever, uh, whenever that happened, um, whenever the laws of logic and and the knowledge of how things functioned, I think you see the 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 pushing off of worship for God uh, as a result of uh, glorying and, and reveling in his um, creative power and just who he is. Um, you see in Matthew 6, Jesus says that that God clothes the grass of the field. <clears throat> and it, it's, it's interesting to me, you, you, you think back to, to their day, uh, they they didn't have even a fraction of the understanding, scientifically speaking, of of how things worked. Right? Uh, we have such an explosion of scientific understanding of of just the the inward mechanics of everything, the way that it works, the way that grass grows, the way that a a child grows in the womb. And uh, so one of the things I think that you saw coming out of the Enlightenment period was this notion that that the world and the earth just functions kind of uh, mechanically or that it, it's just a big machine that that has been wound up and the laws of nature have been spun into existence and you know now we can predict all this stuff we can harness uh these things uh, since we know how to predict it we can harness these things to help us and to aid us um and so when we when we read you know in psalm 139 that that david is is worshiping and deep in worship and praise for god for the way that he um knitted him in his mother's womb <clears throat> and skillfully wrought him. Uh, we're like, David, like, uh, you know, we know exactly how that happened. Um, and, and, and it just, you know, it's nature. It just happens. And, and we, we can tend to, to impose upon, you know, people in David's day, 
or David himself as being some archaic, didn't know anything uh, person. Um, but I think if you if you look at it now in the 21st century, we we know so much, and yet our worship is so small. Um, we know so much, but we've now attributed <clears throat> the mechanics of how everything in nature works to just that, it being a machine. Um, and we, we do so poorly at realizing that it is God <clears throat> who upholds everything and who creates everything. Um, and so I, I, I think you see the, the, the diminishing of worship, um, in our 21st century. And I think another, another verse that, that brings this out, that it is in fact God who, uh, continues to, to have his hand in the, in every aspect of the world is Job five, verse 10. Job says this about God. He says, back in verse 9, he says, Who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number? He gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields. So so Job did not see rain coming down to earth and water going out to water the fields as being some mechanical well-predicted event, but he saw it as God having his hand in everything that happens, in all that takes place, in down to even rain coming down to earth. And now in the 21st century, we would like to tell Job, you know what, Job, <laughs> maybe God doesn't actually have a hand in that. Um because we can actually predict, uh, you know, the fact that you have evaporation and then you have, you know, clouds and and then you have the atmospheric something or other and then water drops. And you can obviously tell how scientific I am, right? <laughs> but the fact remains that Job and David both understood and knew that nothing happens apart from the uh, creative power of God, apart from the uh, sustaining and providing hand of God. When it rains, next time it rains, I encourage you to think about it in the sense that this is the grace of God upon our upon our earth, upon the land around us, and upon us. Because it gives growth, it gives life, um, and I, I encourage you to to look at it. And next time it rains, worship, worship. It's not a machine that you're watching out there. If you're looking out the window and it rains, it's not a machine that's that's functioning out there. It's God's hand in it. Um. And I think you you could easily see that in other places of the world where there's drought. They understand that rain doesn't just happen. 
Rain doesn't just take place. And even that, we would say, well, that's a machine at work. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just dry there. You know, the the way the machine works there in that part of the world, um, just a fact of life. Um, and I just, I encourage you to, to next time, take your worship to, to God. Terminate your worship on God, not on the machine itself. Uh, and Jeremiah 14, 22, uh, he, he, he says this, he says, are there any idols among the nations that can cause rain or can the heavens give showers? Are you not he, O Lord, our God? Therefore, we will wait for you since you have made all these things. So once again, Jeremiah, um, places the worship to God, gives the worship to God for making and doing all of these things. So that's all I have. I just encourage you to, even in the small things, Jesus even said, um, not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from my father seeing it. So, so God is in fact in the inner workings of this earth. He is, in fact, upholding everything that happens in this world by his hand. So I encourage you to to terminate your worship to God, in God, and not on the machine of this earth. Blessings, and we will talk to you later.